episode of the Telerotor RC Podcast, Mike's not only smart, sometimes he's even a little poetic. Roses are red, violets are blue, LOL, get bent, no bike for you. And then you guys know Shaggy, he starts off talking like a puppy dog. <laughs> like, when we go fly, when we go fly. And no matter how hard we try, we seem to always end up talking about Shaggy's boom. All I heard is Shaggy's got a new kink. <laughs> <laughs> in, in his boom. And our special guest joins us and quickly learns what we think about his flying. Appreciate you guys letting me program everything up, but not actually trusting me enough to fly the helicopter to start. But that's okay. All right. First episode of the FastPL Comparison, the Beast X. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to Telerotor RC. This is episode 38, FBL Comparison, Beast X. This is Robert Monty, and with me I have Rich Sowers. Hey, guys. What's up? Michael Shaggy Parker. Hi, Warb. Mike DiPaolo. Electronics and nonsense. And uh, guest for the next few episodes, Cliff Lewis. Hey. You're going to have to say hello again, Cliff, because we didn't hear it. I didn't right? hear that at all, man. Hello again. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. Really, dude? Uh, he's rec- he's recording with, with Audacity on his end. I know, but everyone's going to know that that was a post-edit. All right, I'll do it again. Never mind. Continue. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Okay. Much better. So. Hello <laughs> <low> again. <laughs> eeny, meeny, miny, mo. What'd you do since last episode? Mike DiPaolo. I got to go first? Balls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> honestly, we there's a pretty short turn time on this. Not not much has happened other than I go out front and I fly the Kraken, and otherwise the weather's been ass in Virginia. It's our typical get snow in February. Yeah, I mean Alexis didn't believe me. I told it's like no, watch, we'll get like nothing for a couple years, and then there's always going to be the season where it's like, hey, look, you want snow every weekend and everything's a mud hole? Well, guess what? 2021 is the year it happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. Otherwise, global shortage of semiconductors causing all sorts of hell for my job and my personal projects. Uh, apparently, Yamaha as well, because they called to tell me roses are red, violets are blue, LOL, get bent, no bike for you. <laughs> <laughs> the Grom has redneck tires, so you know, there's that, so I can go hurt myself with that now. Oh my goodness. But, uh,. Yeah, Shaggy saw me learn that don't do a launch in front of the garage on a gravel driveway. <laughs> that ended expectedly bad. Yeah, whoops. Even with the garage door down, it still managed to go inside. Oh, yeah. I rolled it up and there was a big old streak of whatever that stuff is in the driveway all through the garage. It was great. Oh, God. But, uh... That stuff yeah, is called yeah, rocks global, and gravel. I mean, semiconductor shortages are not fun, so, uh... Microglow eventually. Mm. <laughs> it's literally stuck at the order page. Yeah. STM be like, you don't need that. You're not gonna get it yet because no one else is gonna get it anywhere in the world. Is is it is it a uh, manufacturing that you're waiting on, or is it stuck at the port of LA? No, it's manufacturing. We're literally everything's there. They have the whole fabrication package. Firmware is all done. It's just stuck. Yeah, I it's was. A, like I was saying I, it's the I, same I, reason that. 
that Yamaha is telling me the same thing. They can't make anything. No one can. Even Detroit is slowing things down because they, they just can't get the parts to make the head units and the ECUs. Yeah, I know. We just ordered hundreds and hundreds of computers from Dell. And uh, we had to get a different model because the one that, that we were going to get couldn't didn't have the parts for. But that parts, the future model, which they were working on, they had already ordered parts and had the parts in stock. So we're actually getting better computers for the same money, which actually worked out for us. Nice. But yeah, same problem, man. Parts aren't available for them, I guess. Oh, that's this whole big, big shortage of uh, raw materials finally caught up. And now we all get to deal with it. Yeah. Hooray. And before no one can buy flybarless systems, because guess what? Damn near all the flybarless systems used for MCUs. Yeah. Yeah, STM parts. Yeah. <laughs> I bet the drone guys are loving it, because they almost universally use those. Anyway, I'm dragging this out like Shaggy, so who's next? <laughs> I did like your I did like your, your little uh nursery rhyme there about Yamaha. That wasn't mine, that was actually uh <laughs> Buddy who might have sent that to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, who 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 feels they should go next? Yeah, I can go next. I don't have a whole hell of a lot. Um what do I got? Let's see. Did I fly last week? I did. I flew the week before uh, last week. Um it was Austin and I went out and flew that weekend. Or was that the weekend at rain and it was the week before? Shit, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> his memory's caught up with him dude it's like we've we've had enough bad weather here on the weekends um or i've had like last weekend we had a really good day on saturday i think it was saturday um but i was having to do something family stuff so um no i haven't done a lot of flying i did get out and, and do some couple of weeks within the last few weeks i've been out but um, and all I've been really working on is learning, you know, flying a straight line like you and I were talking about, um, how to get up out of a high stall turn and you know have the helicopter come down the line like you want it to. And um, I started working on rainbows again, which um, instead of doing in sideways in front of me, I started doing them back and forth, like um, blades towards myself, um, on the side, which I'd never done them that way before. It's actually easier to do them that way. I don't know what you're talking about. What, what, you, rainbows. So you do them side in, or are you doing it? You're going from tail into nose. Yeah. In? If you, normally, I do them. Normally, I do them side in, right? So I'm looking at the side okay. of the helicopter. Yeah. And I started doing them blades towards myself, um, and does away from myself. That, does that mean it's tail in on one portion and nose in inverted on the other yes, portion? Yes, that's exactly what it means. Okay. And I'd never done them that way, so starting to do them that way eh, was different. I, and I said, I think it's easier to do them that way. You can see when the helicopter gets off axis and uh, so you end up keeping it in a straighter line, I think. Um, but either way, yeah, that's what I was playing with um, helicopter wise, or at least flying wise. Um, I did get my blades in finally from Midland um, for the three bladed tail on, for the Diablo. And because there weren't any three bladed tail sets available in the sizes I was looking for, I had to buy a bunch of blades so I can make a couple of three-bladed sets that balance. Um, so that's going to be – that's a project that's on the table. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I've just got to get a scale here accurate enough. I did uh, pull up my uh, Kroll Rotor Pro, found that sucker, and uh, started to remember, try to remember how to use it. Um, 
So I'll be using that once I get the scale. The scale is an important part of that, um, or using that tool. And uh, you're a tool. I know, man. But have you ever, have you you've got one, don't you? I've got a, a rotor pro gram scale. Oh yeah, I've got a rotor pro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have you ever really used it to balance tail blades and not just main um, blades? Not to balance them, but to CG uh, them sh- to to check the CG point on them. Yeah. Um. Uh, the thing I find that is is is. Uh, I almost wish that the rotor. I feel like the rotor pro was highly accurate, but also highly inaccurate. Uh, those two things are not don't work together. Okay, so like <laughs> you can accurately place a blade on the Cole rotor pro, and it will balance. Yeah. Now marking that center of balance, I almost wish there was a laser connected to that thing that was fixed in place that shines straight down the center to show you where it's at, so you can mark it with a pen. Because otherwise, you're just kind of like standing over top of it and getting out a sharpie and putting a dot down. I don't, I don't, I don't well, feel that's accurate. You enough. know, you're supposed to use the hole in the bottom, right? How do you get at the bottom with a sharpie when the it's only like two two an inch an inch above the table? You pick it up. You hold it with your finger and you pick it up and mark it. You do, do you, are that, you not just that, laying the blade on there, are you? Are you just laying yeah. the blade? No, I got to move the blade around to put it, get it centered. Oh, you're going to have to learn. Never mind. We need to have this discussion away from here so you can properly learn how to use the tool. Tool. Yeah. There's a, use a, you, you actually attach one end of the blade using a screw through one of those holes. And then you yeah. balance the blade, mark the CG. Then you turn it the other direction and mark the CG. You can hold it with your finger the other direction. It will give you both CGs. Have you watched huh. any of the videos on how to use it for tail blades? No, send me some. Yeah, there's some videos out there that show you how to do it. Um, it's a little, it's a little different than doing main blades. Yeah, um, but the idea. Yeah, that's I also what, don't have that gigantic rod. You do the the yeah. The that's only for, yeah. That's only for main blades though. Um, I did see that's available as a separate part from miniature still. They make a carbon fiber one that you can buy um, as in just, just that one piece. Huh. Um, I saw that yesterday when I was looking for directions on the Rotor Pro. And it's funny. You go look for directions on the Rotor Pro on their website, and all you see, you get links to two videos, one for main blades, one for tail blades. And they don't show you how to do the cord-wise CG. So they I'm just, just like, show you how to do span wise. Just show you how to do span wise, not cord wise. I was like, well, that defeats the whole damn purpose of the Roto Pro. So oh, not high. that's only that only gives you half the purpose. It of the only Roto gives Pro. you half the purpose, but yeah. you can do that with a regular balancer. So it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, Let's keep this moving. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, then we can move on. That's going to be a. F- I'm sure we'll talk about that some more in the future on a future episode. Yeah. Um, I did get to. Uh, Get involved last week in the filming of a TV show in Wilmington. Um, actually, Wilmington is the home base for a Stars a TV series called Home T- or High Town, which is uh, um, you know it's a, it's a TV series. You can look it up and see what it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they were using uh, our newsroom in um, Wilmington as, as as a set for a few days, and I got to get involved and go down and play with those guys for a couple of days. It was pretty cool. See how real TV gets made versus, well, I got to do the same thing in a movie a couple of months ago, but um, it's kind of cool. But that's that's where I'm at, man. I'm starting to carry on like Shaggy. Shut up, Rich. 
give a man a microphone, and all of a sudden he won't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> well, you know, we haven't talked in what, like two, three weeks. Uh, yeah, three we weeks? talked a little bit the other other day. Well, you and I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been five five. I think we're going on six weeks now since it's we talked. Six weeks last. since we recorded last. Yeah. Damn, I don't think I've only flown once since then. Maybe twice. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. Shaggy. So, um, going to be flying solo within next, uh, well, supposedly, possibly Saturday, I'll be flying my uh, solo flight, my first time solo with, um. Oh, dude, that's good news, man. That's cool. Um, but due to, uh, snow, might not happen this Saturday, but next good chance of weather, I'll be flying solo, um, cool. which I'm really excited. Uh. That's awesome. Uh, I'm actually very excited and also very nervous too because I'll be literally flying a plane by myself and no one to um, toss the controls over to. So <laughs> this may be my last recording. Bunch of big bands, boys. Remember, panic yeah. equals dead. You can freak out once you're back on the ground. Yeah, there you go. That's true. That's true. So, no, I'm, I'm very, very excited for that. Uh Another thing that I got going on is I think I mentioned it last episode that I was working on. Yes, I was. Uh, I was working on my Blade 300 X and with a 6S setup, and uh, I did fly it. And yeah, it flies with 6S on it. It's extremely nose heavy, and so it flies like crap because the CG is way <laughs> off. Uh, but no, what's funny is I didn't go crazy on the head speed. I kept the head speed the same, but it does not bog. That's the cool part of it. It does not bog at all. I'm doing, you know, pure flips, pure TikToks, somewhat pure TikToks. And, you know, it's a 300X for, for crying out loud. You know, there's only so much you can do with it. Uh, but, like, full positive uh, pitch pumps and it just, and full positive collective climbs. And it does not bog. And that's that's just so cool. Um, to get the CG to work right, I'm going to try to see if I can take my Oxy-3 batteries and put those in... in or sorry, my Oxy-2 batteries, and put those in series, because they're 860s, and try to be able to slide them. So take the speed controller, put it on top of the bat where the battery mounts onto, and then take the batteries and kind of slide it inside of that cavity. So one will be directly on the main shaft, while one's slightly forward. That should get the CG just right. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Another thing, not heli-related, but uh, started getting back to work on a uh, flight test plane that my nephew and I were working on before COVID and uh, finally get met up, got up with him and we started, he wanted to get, you know, get this thing finished and flying. So we get it all finished and it's ready to fly. And he's been bugging me nonstop. <laughs> like when we go fly, when we go fly. But of course the weather has been permitting and uh, just every, every time when the weather does permit, there's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just not you know able to do it, whether I'm doing my full scale stuff or, or it's the middle of work or something. So Hopefully we'll get that plane going. He's so excited to try out the try out the you know, flying, and of course he wants to get into helicopters eventually. But if he shows he's showing interest in it, and if he really really shows in, more interest in it, he does have a simulator. And I told him practice in the simulator. That's the only way you're going to get better. Uh, I will eventually probably buy him like a 70s or something like that, the Blade 70s, so he can mm-hmm. just mess around with. I got I got him some quads, and he he loves those little things, and he really wants to get this plane flying. Um, oh, that's cool. Instead of a 70S, you can get him a... Uh, get him a 230. No, no. Get, no. Him, a get him an OMP. What? Get him an oh, OMP. Oh, an OMP? Yeah. That's a, yeah, but... Uh, that's an idea, but... I mean, the OMP is... 
I, it's a little cracked out. I mean, I think it's a little more extreme. It's got a, a Cliff can tell you. Yeah, it it has the mode, you know, where you can set it to where it basically it's it's not recovery mode, but it's basically like that. It'll stabilize itself for the most part. Okay. Okay. I'll look into that. Should I do the M1 or yeah, the I M2? Got, I got Austin the 230, but he's not flying it yet. I've not played with the M1. I think uh uh I think Steve has one, but I don't have I've only I've only yeah. got the M2. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll look into that more. Um, yeah, and uh, AT&T is starting to piss me off. <laughs> so, switch to a new um, cell phone carrier, because as everyone knows, I don't have good internet or cell phone service. Switch to AT&T, had full coverage for about three days. And what happened? So, as the time of this recording, uh, I don't know. I have no service at all. But there's a tower right across the street that is AT&T. And it just, at three o'clock earlier today, it just stopped working. And I haven't had service since. So I thought for sure that my new nickname of Laggy would would be gone. <laughs> I guess not. Now you're going to be run out of minutes, Mister. You run out of minutes. <laughs> um, and as you, just like you, Rich, I did get receive my uh, NH or I'm going to butcher it. NHP, NHP, yeah, from Midland Helicopters. And uh, I did receive those blades after a month and a half and a month sitting in freaking customs. Finally got those. I ordered tail blades and main blades. See, it didn't. It didn't take me nearly as long to get mine as it took you to get yours. I think mine was like three weeks. I think it was the main blades. I think it might have yeah. been the main blades. Yeah, I only bought tails, but it didn't take me nearly as long to get them as it took you. Yeah. So put those on the logo, as well the tail blades and. Uh, so yeah, I bolted them onto the uh to my logo six hundred as well as the tail blades and um <clears throat> might have crashed. <clears throat> <laughs> he might have been the first one of us to smash a heli in the ground this year. <laughs> might have or you did. It's not a. There's no might. Well, I uh, let me look behind myself. No, both my models, both my models are in in one piece. So not me. DePaulo, you smash anything before Shaggy in 2021? I mean, I launched the ground with my ass on it, but it came down with the wheels down, and all the helicopters are in one piece, so uh, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, Rich, you, you smash anything in 2021? I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Everything's in one piece on my wall. How about, uh, hey, did, did Madison smash anything in 2021 yet, Cliff? Madison actually has smashed something in 2021. Oh, okay, well. Ah. She's not a show host, so barely counts. Exactly. <laughs> Have but you crashed anything, s- Cliff? Not yet, but the year is young, <laughs> and RCHO is coming. Exactly, RCHO is coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is, if I look over to my left towards where my uh, bed is, there's a yep. There might be a smashed helicopter in my bed. Oh, why does this sound like it's not going anywhere? Shaggy, are you going to tell us about your broken helicopter blades? I don't know. You ain't asking. I just asked. I crashed. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I my my tail blow my tail belt left the heli. It went wee. It broke. And my tail went woo 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 woo. And my heli went smash. Too close to the ground to be able to save it or anything, or just 
uh, I was doing TikToks and it was um, the back the back portion of the TikTok, uh-huh. and that's when the that's when the tailboat just basically clumped all in on the tail, and I was like, oh shit! TikTok so, into greatness. It starts. Pure- <laughs> 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 so I um I uh, started pirouetting. Of course, I hit throttle hold, started pirouetting, got it basically almost level. And the blade, so that it went kind of on a forty-five degree nose down, and the blade struck the ground, and it landed on the skids. I was, eight, I mean, it, if I had another second in the air, I probably could have landed it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it toe picked on a forty-five. The blades took the brunt of the impact because the canopy is fine. Uh, but yeah, so far, just by looking at it, um, tail blades are okay. Ejected one of the tail blade grips; uh, they it shattered. So I broke a tail blade grip. The belt's bent, or no, the belt's gone. Uh, boom is fine. Um, main shaft's completely bent to hell. Feathering shaft's okay. Broke a servo horn, um, and broke a blade grip, and a swash follower um, link. Well, that's not too bad. Well, that rotor head really took some energy. I'd replace that feathering spindle, anyways. I probably am. It, yeah, yeah, I'm probably going to. I'm going to have to order it, though. The only parts I don't have is the um, tail blade grip and the feathering shaft. Yeah. If it was any other set of blades, I would have been like, I got lucky. But it had to have been those brand new blades. You're not having any luck with new blades. You should just fly old ones. Gosh, dude. <laughs> I need to sell those Revo blades before I even fly them again. Like I yeah. said, he's uh, he's he's our new uh, Nick Crashwell. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Uh, I want to go work on my helicopter. Well, you can wrench for a moment till we get to your section. So keep listening. Um, hey, Cliff. So what did you do since the last time you uh, were on a podcast? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, I have finally learned how to pyro flip. Only on the simulator, though. Only on the simulator? Uh, hope to bring it to real life air by this spring. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, looking forward to chill out. It's always a good time down there. Uh, good people, good fun, that kind of neat stuff. Yeah, I hear you. Looking real forward to warm weather. I'm kind of <laughs> done with... The cold, and I know it doesn't even get cold here in Virginia compared to what some of you guys deal with, but I'm old, and it's cold, (laughs) and I don't like it. Too old for cold. Too old for cold. That's yeah. I was on the I was on the phone last night with the my fellow Urcha board members, and they're up at North, and yeah, they were in they were in the negatives. Mm. I mean, we're getting snow here right now. Like it's snowing right now. And I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, it's raining here. If it was snowing, I'd go farther south. That's really about it. Uh, non-flying-wise, my plan is to lose 20 pounds by Urcha. So cool. I need help with that. We've talked about that, and then we stopped talking about it. <sighs> you know, um... Well, the, so the problem is, you know, I talked to you about it, and I thought you were going to kind of get on board with me and kind of help motivate me along. And I like never heard from you anymore after that. So uh, <laughs> talked to a couple other people. I talked to Eric, and now I see that Justin, or uh, yeah, Justin's out losing weight, and and uh, I, you know I I just gotta 
I got to get up with this. Brandon, too. Brandon's losing weight. I, I'm going to get left behind. Yeah, uh, Tish caught me eating uh, from the uh, box of cupcakes. And um, yeah, the, she's like, you got to have some self-control. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't need to lose weight. I, I need to gain more self-control. Yeah. We shall see. <laughs> I think my lack of self-control is what may what make me what may make me immature and fun. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, there you go, old guy. You tell yourself whatever you need to tell yourself. Yeah. Tell myself lots of things. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we think you're awesome too. Shut up. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Mm. I'm done with this section. <sighs> You're done with this section? So, Cliff, when are you going – one day you're showing up at RCHO? My plan right now is if the if the weather cooperates, I plan to be down there Wednesday night. Wednesday, probably about dinner time. Oh, my goodness. Well, my thing is I've got to get down there early so I can be all set up to do school for Madison on Thursday because I want to be there by Thursday. Yeah. Right, right. I'm going to try to be down there Thursday before noon or around noon, 1 o'clock, somewhere in there. As usual, I'm making it a day trip. <laughs> Speaking of which, that really that brings us into RC Heli news and Heli event coverage. And uh, well, by the time this recording's out, for uh, RCHO chill out will probably have happened. So we're planning on going there. Um, usually, we try and find news that isn't so much what the other guys do because you know they publish shows more often. So. I would say, I know, uh, yeah, I had, uh, you know, Urchard Board, we meet about every two weeks, so I know we're looking to get some stuff posted up on the Urchard site for sale, and uh, more event sponsor stuff should be getting posted up on the site soon. That's cool. Also, I never bought my shirt last year. I still got to do that. Jesus Christ. Yes, you do. Please <laughs> <laughs> do. Uh, just bring it with you. have them? If you got them, bring it with you. I'll pay for it at the... RCHO. You don't pay me for it. Just go on the website and, and hit buy. Oh, fine, fine, fine. I do not take the cash. Fine, I'll do that. Um, and then yeah, I know. Uh, yesterday we we're talking, and I'll. But I actually just put a post up in front of the guys, so I'm gonna probably post that soon on the Urcha Facebook about possibly doing a Thursday or Friday center stage auction. So yeah, we'll auction see. for what? Use helicopters. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, what about what about used blades too? You know, as we talked about, it was just used stuff. But um, okay, because I got a set of uh, used six twenty NHP or NHP blades, only used once for less than two minutes. Yep. <laughs> so, listener questions and feedback. I'm happy to say that uh, we did get a listener question. Uh, Mr. Mr. Stephen Hoover wrote us at the end of January and uh, said he was listening to episode 13. So, and he said he said we briefly mentioned not to use ceramic bearings, and uh, he said we never mentioned a reason why not to. Uh, says he enjoys the technical episodes, learns a lot, um, and says he learns a lot from the technical stuff. Uh, and uh, what did he say? I think I learned about when you saw. Oh, so he found out about us on HeliFreak, uh, a thread that uh, we got mentioned in about Threadlockers is where he found us at on HeliFreak. So that's cool. It's good. Yeah, it was good to see. Um, it was good to see guys are finding us in uh, in places else than you know, just like Facebook or something. Mm. 
I gave him back a very uh, detailed email. Um, uh, basically, I said ceramic bearings and internal combustion engines are wrong because the bearing fails, a ceramic will grenade its way out of the engine. <laughs> uh, yeah, ceramic wins, metal loses. Um, ceramic bearings installed in the airframe are expensive for little benefit. Uh, we use radial bearings and then place an axial load on them that is constant and has shock loads. This causes constant premature bearing wear and failure. Bigger radial bearings take the axial load better but increase weight in many airframe designs. Replacing existing radial bearings in our airframes with their ceramic counterparts does not noticeably increase bearing longevity, but it does cost more. Hmm. So, yeah, I've done it once upon a time, and I know DePaulo and I have talked about it a long time ago. It's, it's a it's a way to spend money <laughs> without without much benefit. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, he enjoys the forums, and uh, you know it's, it's great to see his email. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, cool. And uh, our latest episode on PWM has been very well received. It has been. I've gotten several notices on it. Yeah, people so- commenting on it. We've got some Podbean comments. Cool. Yeah. Um, user uh, on Podbean call, uh, named Steve Ho, he said, Great episode. I had a basic understanding of how the PWM signal worked before, but now I understand it a lot better. And then he said, Shaggy, keep bugging expert for 760 cyclic servos. I want some. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think. Um, and then just uh, three hours ago, Dad2G5 responded, best episode ever. Great job, guys. Oh, um, that's cool. Thank you. Um, I will say the download statistics will prove out in time which one's our best episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, episode four still holds the uh, still holds the best episode ever. And that was what, FBL tuning? FBL tuning, yep. Yeah. Um, and then I thought I, we got another comment, but I'm going to go look. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, how about that? Um, on Monday, a user by the name of On The Right Track on iTunes said, Awesome show, you guys. Really enjoyed this one. Piece of advice to Apollo. You do realize Scott Graham's name is Fence Post for a reason. See y'all soon. Actually, Yeah. His actual username on iTunes is on the right track. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he gave us five stars. Thanks. Cool, man. That's awesome. Appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, and commenting. Um, Please send more comments. Please give us topics. Topics would be a good thing. Topics would be a good thing. Yeah, yeah. you know, the PWM really, um, it really stemmed out of the fact that there's been a lot of times people have asked me about ESCs and they, they just don't get, they just don't get why it's not initializing or what, how does it understand bailout and well, the basic of it is PWM. So that's where that was more from, from questions from you all, from the listeners about, you know, listeners and friends about, you know, Hey, why is this? So keep them coming. Which, let's listen to our questions and feedback. That brings us on to FBL Project News. So, uh, Cliff's involvement. 
Welcome, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys. Welcome, Cliff. But I think if you all are uh, getting me in the involvement, you're taking three or four steps backwards. Well, <laughs> we, we we needed somebody with not a lot of skills. You you just fit them. Hey, fit I'm you. your man. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's a reason you're here, man. We love uh, you. He loves it. <laughs> now, uh, with his involvement, this is uh, it's helping to speed us up. Uh, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to mention the uh, Flybrows controller. It's on there, but it's already on the model. And the next um, one's already on the model. Uh, I am completing motor maintenance. We were hearing a, a clunky kind of sound, and uh, well, the bearings in the motor were worn. Um, so I got all the bearings in. Thank you, Mike. I uh, I washed the packaging. I disinfected my hands and all that good stuff <laughs> as I picked up the bearings. You didn't die. You're good. I'm good. And um, no, uh, it's actually the motor sitting here next to me. The helicopter's hanging up out of the way, but I'm gonna get this motor in probably before this weekend or this weekend, probably this weekend. Yeah, cool. And then, um, yeah, that, and, uh, you know, I actually had to adjust the color on the main shaft, Rich. Um, it had a little bit up down play on the main shaft. Did it? Yeah. But, um, it's easy to get to and they made a big collar with the, you know, nice size bolts. So it's not yes. all dinky and kind of snap if you tighten it too hard. So, no. um, that fat bitch is easy to work on. <laughs> I like this. I like this. Yeah, she, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this next controller where we can get ready to fly. Yeah, because it's, it's got a nice thrust bearing in the on the main shaft, which most don't. It's pretty cool. I Yeah, I, uh, I actually printed up a, 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 I copied the first page you had inside the manual and put it in the, in the face of the binder you have for the manual. I have to go back in there and look. Um... Yeah, I have to go back in there and look. But nope, uh, that's some of the maintenance we've done on the model after we finished up with uh, Beast X, which main topic. Main topic. How are you going to say it, Cliff? How are you going to say main topic? <laughs> uh, main topic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this started. Oh, I got breaking news. I probably should replace this boom because I got a big old kink. Or a, not a kink, but kind of like, you know how when you crush something? Big news, Shaggy. Player's out. <laughs> <laughs> All I heard is Shaggy's got a new kink. <laughs> in, in his boom. <laughs> Never mind. Breaking news is over. He's got a kinky boom. Oh, God, Next up, is... some more grinder posts. <laughs> All right. First episode of the Fly FBL comparison, the Beast X. Let's go. The Beast X. So. Beast uh, X. Beast X. Beast X. So. So first first up is going to be to talk to Cliff because we, we did things in a bit of an opposite order on the Beast X, but we're getting things back in order as, as this thing is going on. Uh, so Cliff is the one who did the programming. And so we timed that. And um, I, you know, first up, uh, you know, the format of this is pretty much as we go through uh, Cliff, Shaggy, DePaulo, myself, we're going to talk about pros and cons and um, pros and cons, how many batteries it took us and, and, you know, some overall thoughts we may have on this. 
Um, so since Cliff did the programming, he didn't fly the beast X. Uh, he got it to the point that it could hover. Uh, we're going to go with Cliff first. So Cliff, your thoughts. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me program everything up, but not actually trusting me enough to fly the helicopter to start. But that's okay. I'm Have you that. seen yourself fly? I, uh, well, I've been told how good I am. <laughs> I heard you've been told you're just like Monty. You're doing great, brother. <laughs> I have been compared to Monty. I don't know that that's a good thing on my end, but that's okay. If my name's being mentioned, it's always great. I'd be suspect so, on the person comparing you to Monty. Ugh, that's a lot of North Carolina guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's rough. Not saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. So my pros, my pros on the uh, on the beast decks. Um, so again, I'm not a super smart person. I like simple. I like it nice and easy. I'm old. Okay. I don't need a computer, so I don't need to drag a whole bunch of extra stuff to the field with me yeah. to, to change anything. Um, the manual that you can either download it or the one that you get with it, it's super easy. I mean, it, you go by the colors, you know, red, <laughs> red blinking, blue, blue drinking, purple. I mean, it's, it's just that easy. So I'm there. I like it. Uh, it's easy to mount. You can put it kind of anywhere you want to put it in any kind of location you want. If you want it upside down or, you know, sideways, whatever you want to do, you can mount it whatever way you want to, to make your wiring work out good for you. So I like that. Um, the, the cons, um, I, one thing that most people won't have a problem with is it took me a little bit of extra time because I was using a Futaba transmitter and an S-Bus so I had to make all that work together and Spectrum and Futaba don't use the same channels for everything. So that took me a little bit of time to actually get the transmitter set up. Um, I, for the most part, kind of neither here nor there. Uh, other than that, uh, I use the Soco tool to zero all the all three of the cyclic servos. Uh, it's a little bit of a pain because I've got to go back several pages, you know, letters. I think you got to go back like three or four letters to get to the point where you actually are doing the, you know, pushing the button to program it up or down or, you know, moving the rudder stick a little bit to get the servo arm to move up or down to wherever you need it to be to get what you need it to be. I, I didn't love that part. And uh, that's really about it for the bad stuff. Like I, I said, overall, go ahead. I said I know. Uh, uh, you know, Ben. It, it, it his OCD drives him nuts in using you know the stick to adjust centers or, or trims or or whatnot with the B stacks. Uh, I don't mind that part. It's just several steps back. Yeah. So you can't go backwards. You've got to go all the way through everything. Yep. To get back to where you want to start to be at. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I like it. It's it's pretty simple. It's easy to set up, um, especially for uh, a, you know a novice, a beginner flyer. It's it's friendly to use. You don't have to read a lot of stuff. It's not a whole bunch of things that you don't need to know to get it set up and get it going. Yeah, yeah. 
How long did it take you to program it? Took me about 40 minutes to get it programmed up, and that's counting the transmitter issue that I had, too. Um, backing up on that, I was kind of used to having Beast X because Spectrum is what I used before I switched over to Futaba a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, as, as, as Cliff and I and the others have talked about it, you know, we wanted to, to get the time in there with the transmitter because when we get on to some of the other units, the transmitter is part of it. So to to take the transmitter out of it would have been uh, not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. Um, I know the other thing is we use mechanical – we use servo arms that allow an infinite center. So – Right. Um. I remember in talking to Cliff about this, he didn't actually have to adjust servo center by going through the Soko. He was adjusting swash to uh, grip link because the swash was level, but um, he, he he noticed something in that and he adjusted it. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. What were you going to say, Rich? Uh, I don't remember. I'm old. See? Never, <laughs> Probably you, wasn't you, important you just, anyhow. Yeah. I think I, I'm. I don't know. If, never mind. <laughs> See, another one, not important. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I was thinking of you know. I wanted to go back to your one of your, you know your con of um, having to go back through. Is that was because? Is it just about the fact that you've got to go all the way through the menu to get to the menu you want once you leave a particular menu item? Is that yeah, what was bothering much is. you? Yeah, you've okay. got to go. You've got to go all the way through the whole thing, and then it you know stops and kind of starts up to, to where it would normally, you know, load up into, and then you've got to go through that all over again. You yeah. Know? You have to be able to do your ABCs, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I went to public school, <laughs> so I mean, I can get through, you know, two or three letters. Yeah. I've always That's found it, it just kind of a pain to make sure which letter you're on. Um, but see, they do light up, which is what I like with the Beast X. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a very funny joke, but I could not imagine it being very fun to be colorblind with the Beast X. No, that would be that would be bad. Yeah, yeah. that would be. Um, it's not, not purple. Enjoyable. It's gray. Shut up. Yeah, they're it's, all just different variations of gray. It's, gray. it's just gray. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, I am a little bit colorblind. Um, I can't see blues and greens very easy, but the blue that's on the Beast X, I can see quite well. Well, well, the thing is, is it doesn't do green, so it's got to be right. blue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, I just found out something really cool. What's that? Well, my main shaft's completely shot, but my main bearings are actually smooth. How did I know it wasn't going to be about a beast X? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrenching, man. Well, Shaggy, you're up next. Oh, shit. Let me get ready. <laughs> this is just more editing work for you, Shaggy. So, for me, from basic stock to what I feel works for me was two, uh, two batteries, two full batteries. Yep. Um, so, what I have written down here is, for me, it flew, uh, flew, flew responsive. But the tail was lacking in performance. Uh, so I guess a pro would be, you know, it did feel, you know, basic. It felt um, pretty responsive. A con would be 
uh, the tail is definitely lacking performance. And when I mean by that, I mean like uh, advanced parameters to it, you know, because one thing I've noticed, of course, we do have our test model uh, set up uh, mechanically perfect. So I noticed I had a lot of tail whipping and even working with the gains like that, there's not really much tuning parameters where you can, or advanced tuning parameters where you can get that tail whipping out like other gyros do. So basically you're able to get it to a certain amount and then it just, you just got to deal with the rest. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it was there. Um, because of the limitations on the beast decks, uh, the stop gains on the tail were also not as crisp as our control test. So, you know, the stop gains were, they were, were, I mean, again, for my typical flying, tolerable, but they definitely weren't as crisp as our control. Um, they were a little soft, then I'd like to see it. As far as, like, the tail gain, though, um, I only needed to increase it 10% from default for all head speeds uh, to get the tail to hold, which I thought was, uh, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty quick, honestly. Um, I... I Felt very comfortable with the tail performance as far as, you know, because I wasn't afraid of it blowing out. I did. And the thing is, when I did my testing, it was a very high windy day. So flying side and maneuvers into the wind would likely cause the, the tail to blow out a lot faster. I didn't have any of those issues. Uh, once I increased the tail gain, uh, I didn't have any of the issues. However, I was able to see um, and, and how I was able to get that number was when I increased it a little bit more, when I do certain of these maneuvers, I can see the tail kind of slightly wagging. It's like, okay, let's back it up just a little bit. And the 10% above default was my um, my sweet zone, pretty much. Uh, I did mention that I had a slight t tail whip, uh, but again, there's nothing else that you really could have uh, done uh, in the V-Sticks. However, it, it, never, it never affected my um, pure loops and pure funnel maneuvers. It was there and noticeable, but very tolerable. Uh, next, I noticed the cyclic response was a little soft off-center before it reached its set flip and roll rate. So I don't know why, but it just, it just felt uh, it felt a little squishy, um, a little so a little slow, and then it would kind of pick up. Um, nothing else could have been adjusted, as nothing was changed on the model. Or my radio since our last control test. Uh, lastly, I had a small cyclic shake in TikTok, so I increased the gain a sixteenth of a turn on the cyclic gain dial one. It seemed to take care of that. So the first the first gain, because you don't have control of elevator and elevator um, ele elevator and aileron cyclic gains. You just have cyclic gains. It all categorizes in one, and that's dial one. So you just have to, you know, basically you do one, you do them both. Overall, I did feel comfortable with this unit after two batteries. Uh, I felt it was logged in for my flying style. So what I also did, and this is going to be just for me, I basically made a rating um, that I'm going to I'm going to do this for every gyro that I test. Uh, this is just my my rating here. The other guys will have their own thing. But in my rating, 1 through 20, based from our control, uh, control being 10 on everything. So 10, 10 is the baseline on all of these. 
and the range is going to be 1 through 20. So 1 is going to be absolute garbage, 20 is going to be the best, or better than our control. So the control is going to be set at 10. So for ease of tuning, I obviously, you know, that's going to be an 18 in my, in my book. Uh, it was very easy to tune, way easier than a control. Um, so by far the easiest gyro that I've ever tuned. Advanced tuning capabilities, that's going to be a five because there is not that many uh, advanced tuning capabilities with this unit. So that is way lower than our control. Tail feel, I give that an eight. Not as good as our control, but for my flying style, it was it was decent. Overall feel from our control, control being 10, I give it a t uh, an eight. So it's below our control uh, test, our, our control unit. Yep. So that was my, uh, that's my take on the gyro. Who's next? Apollo. Um, it's simple. That's a good and a bad thing. Yeah. I don't really know how much else to summarize about it because it is that simple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a reason why Spectrum chose this for their fly barless. For so long, yeah. For, yeah, I mean, it's... They got new stuff out. They do. I, I would say... Well, I wrote something real simple here. I'm just going to go with the simplest version I put in the show notes. Yeah. Basically that... Um, honestly, you guys have covered a lot of the pros and cons for it. How many batteries did it take you? Well, three or four. You're at three. Yeah. Um, overall, easy to use. It's very simple. It's got a lot of heritage from the early days of fly barless. Yeah. But better options, there's better options that exist that can be set up either nearly or almost as easily that provide a hell of a lot more functionality. Because I ran into the same tuning problems that Shaggy did. We messed with it a while and there were several Puro loops where it's like, okay, yeah, it's, it's holding. You know, we were able to get the tail mostly there. If I remember right, and uh, but we ran into serious problems trying to get the cyclic to feel locked and solid. <laughs> I mean, it just—it seems that um, what advanced options they do give you really aren't that prevalent. There's not many. It's hmm, how would I say? There's not a lot of advanced options, but there are workarounds to give yourself the control you want. I guess it's one of those. It's kind of like, you know what it reminds me a lot of? The old Bavarian Demon, back when it was like Heli Command still. Yeah. Where an entire algorithm would be condensed into a single setting called Bell Hiller or something like that. Yeah. And you can't really play with the control algorithm at all. So if you're capable and you're knowledgeable of getting that last 15 or 20% out of the helicopter, you can't play with it. And actually, the Spartan was like this, too. Remember when I put it on the 180 CFX? Uh -huh. And then hated that helicopter because you either had to choose slippery and fast or locked in and slow as hell. The Beast X honestly suffers from the same problem. The... The thing that it 
the beast decks reminded me of the you're kind of running into is it reminded me of tail gyros before I came into the you know the tail gyros that were on their way out when I came in the hobby because I flew fly bar and the way you controlled the tail gyro speed was not by a dial on the tail gyro it was by controlling your AFRs and your transmitter and so you'd you'd lower you'd lower your endpoints or your AFR and your transmitter and that would slow the tail speed down to something controllable whereas most modern most modern controllers are playing with right now you do it in the controller and you can either directly dial in a rate or uh, or you can make a slider you know you can you can move a slider down and 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 your radio you just leave it you know 100 <laughs> i didn't see a way to really get into the details of the control loops of it to really get the stops perfect or anything like that or i mean i wouldn't say perfect but it was still wobbling and off center felt just weird like there was nothing and then everything it's kind of like there was a funky mix of expo or, or some kind of feed forward going on yeah maybe just because i only played with it for like an hour yeah yeah, I I took it for I guess I'll move move forward to myself. Um I had roughly four batteries into it. Um I dug deeper into it and and one of the things I noticed is that when we when we got onto the to the when we we were romped on the helicopter, the the rotor head wasn't keeping level through maneuvers. The controller wasn't uh, didn't the controller didn't have enough overhead to be able to deal with the physics of the helicopter. Well, the physics uh, on the helicopter and the weight of the helicopter. So one of the things is is those familiar with BSTX know at one part it tells you, hey, show us six degrees. Um, and, and one of the things I've learned with you know controllers in the past is, you know, they'll usually ask for for a set amount of degrees, six, eight. Those are common numbers thrown out there. And and in those controllers, it's not uncommon to give it more. And and this is something you want to go conservative on because you can give too much, and too much equals boom strike. So um, we gave it eight degrees. That helped a lot um, to keep the model from. Uh, it wasn't that it, it really bobbled. It was it was just dip its disc and it wouldn't do much about it. It just let it dip and it was like, eh, okay. Um, the you know what really ran me into running another battery is is when I went to go do axial rolls with it. It, it just um, besides besides tucking its nose, the other thing is it just didn't look like it was rotating around the boom. So when you roll a model down the field, you, it should look like it's rotating around its boom. And, and when you puro, it should look like it's rotating around its main shaft. If it doesn't look like it's, if it doesn't look like it's doing those things, you know, it's one of those things, dig into your CG. If it doesn't look like it's rotating around the main shaft, it doesn't look like it's rotating around the boom. You know, the, the, the control that, Shaggy spoke of as we flew this model. I've I've got twenty or thirty flights on a CGY seven sixty in this model. flew flew fine. flew as I expected it. I put the Beast X on. All of a sudden, it looked like it was doing little tiny barrel rolls, like it wasn't rotating around its boom. It seemed like it was rotating around imaginary line, and it was like this is ugly. And um, I ended up turning the feed forward up. <laughs> I, I I turned the feed forward up, and it looked way better um it still tucked its nose in axial rolls which was frustrating um 
one of the things I've come to expect from, you know, flybarless controllers is that they deal with the physics that commonly happen on the helicopters. The B-Stax is a simple unit and it does a lot of the work. But there, as DePaulo alluded to, there are more advanced controllers out there that with little programming, they they do a lot of work to make that model look good. Uh, a lot more work than the Beast X does. But the Beast X is also really simple. It doesn't take much to get one in the air. <laughs> um, so, uh, um. You know, just to you know, go over my thoughts real quick and pros. No computer, that was nice. Uh, there are computer options now with the newer software. Um, dude, not having a computer is something nice. I, I've, I've, you know, I flew VBAR before VBC existed. Dragging my computer out was not something I enjoyed. Um, my computer isn't heavy or anything, and didn't have a battery that died fast. It just there's something else to knock off a table, get dusty at a field, spray nitro on. I didn't really want to drag my laptop out. Um, another pro, uh, Beastex has its servo plugs on its side. They're not on the top. Um, I'm not a fan of them being on the top. This one has on the side. I like that. Uh, the internet wiki for Beastex. That is a great, great wealth of knowledge. Um, oh, yes. That thing helped a lot. Yeah. Um, that wiki will help you get a model in the air fast and help you learn it fast. Um, you know, the cons, I mentioned it, the recommendation for six degrees of cyclic doesn't fit the model. Beastex calls for six. I needed to do eight. That made it, that made it better. Um, kind of, there was some things and I'll, I'll go after I finish this up, I'll get into them. Um, but yeah, the model needed eight. Um, the controller flew well enough for me to have fun. But it left a lot on the table as to what I know the the model is actually capable of. Um, I I did fly it with another controller, and I'll keep flying it. We'll keep flying with others, and um, we'll keep flying with others. Um, yeah, I had to give it the cyclic. I had to give it all the feed forward that helped. Um, it also helped with TikToks, aileron, and elevator. Uh, one of the things I noticed is I would do continuous elevator TikToks as the model would want to rotate. Uh, you know, increasing the feed for giving it more cyclic helped helped a lot, um, but it still had its tendencies. Um, one of the things that you know, uh, I I realized would probably learn some things, but I wasn't sure what they would be. Um, in overall between the three of us, um. I, you know, one of those things I, I learned is Shaggy is not picky about his models and he can do a shit ton of awesome flying. <laughs> he complains the cyclic is slow. Uh, DePaulo would, you know, he characterizes, I can do it, but I'm afraid. He's like, I can't do any uh, groundwork with it. I'll smash it in. It's too slow. Um, I went up and did it, and I was like, "Oh God, I don't want to fly this. This, this, this needs adjusted immediately." Shaggy was doing pirouetting loops and pirouette flips with it. It didn't bother him a bit. <laughs> um, the uh, so I, the uh, so I kind of want to cut in about. Oh, sorry, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish, and then I'll, I'll kind of explain something. Yeah, but you wanna you wanna explain to that point, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, so. 
kind of what Rob was saying is this is why this test is actually perfect for the three of us because you've got Rob who is very technical. He, everything is got to be set to the T you know, in order for it to fly the way he wants it. Mike is a very technical 3D person where he wants his he wants everything to be set up perfect for his capability of flying. Not so much at not too much as Monty's level, but I I would say maybe your typical um, person that wants to do like uh, F3N style flying, you know, that wants to get it set up, you know, dialed in perfect, you know, as, as perfect as they can get it, but not as crazy as someone that's flying F3C or anything like that. And I think I categorize as the norm, just set it, forget it and fly it. I would, I would add to that that yeah, Shaggy has set it, set it and go fly. Uh, I would say DePaulo will dig as deep as I do, but DePaulo has skill that I do not, and he can fly around it, and he can make it look good. Um, I don't have that kind of skill, and so if it doesn't, if the model doesn't give me the, if it doesn't, if it doesn't. If it's not earning my trust, if it's not earning my confidence and I can't get it out of it, I'm not likely to enjoy it. I'm just going to, you know, go find another controller, go find something different. Um, because I want to learn, but, uh, you know, I, I have the ability to spend a little bit of money to get myself a more mature PID loop or, um, you know, to get the adjustability I want out of something. But, yeah, I you know, I basically, you know, Shaggy... Shaggy can fly some shit, and <laughs> and and the controller ain't gonna hold him back much. Um, DePaulo is technical, and he can fly. He can fly it as well. Yeah, the controller's gonna hold him back, but he knows when he, you know, he can he can quickly point out to to himself and others when he's like, yeah, this is leaving something on the table, and I don't think I'm gonna get it out of it. Um, I've watched DePaulo, uh, you know, endlessly tweak on the. MSH brain for months to get perfect. Um, you know, myself, you know, it's like, well, can I get it? Can I not get it? Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? And if it ain't earning my trust and confidence, I'll, I'll, I'll spend the money and find something that earns my trust and confidence. Um, on the other hand, the Beast X is a low cost unit. Um, I'm, you know, we're not really doing a cost comparison, but the Beast X doesn't cost a ton of money, um, and so it doesn't surprise me it, it, that, that it doesn't have a ton of R&D into a PID loop that will, you know, that you'll see at the next 3D Masters or 3D Worlds or F3, you know, FAI, F3N contest. Questions, comments, Funny Farm? Funny Farm? funny farm <laughs> i mean i know you guys are in a you know i mean I've, I've set up a bunch of these myself and yeah but in doing that and getting them ready for the for the people that were flying these is they're not going to be flying the way you guys were flying them or the expectation is not there um and i think that's what's good about what you guys are doing right um yeah you guys have a different expectation than what actually most of the people it's you know i say most of the people an awful lot of the people that are buying you know Blade was the one that, you know, put it on all their helicopters for a long time, right? Yep. And um, it was a good – there's a reason they chose that, like Mike said. You know, um, it's easy to set up. There's not a lot of choices. And when you start moving the dials, it's hard to get into trouble. Yeah. Um, you can, but 
it's hard to get into trouble. Um, you guys didn't look at all at the um, Studio X setup or any of that stuff, right? Um, nope. Because there is some software available that will give you some setup options um, that if you're playing with the BSTX, you might want to take a look at. You probably already know about it if you're using BSTX. Um, I know uh, – I don't know exactly because I haven't looked at it in a long time exactly. I know there wasn't a lot of perimeters. There may be more now. Because in the latest version, to be honest, I I know some of the things that you know usually go in the more advanced stuff that's come out later Mm -hmm. firmwares. You know, we still left the the Contronic was still very much in control of the governing governing on it. So right, yeah, there's there's some things that 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 the later firmwares take advantage of. Yeah, a couple things is it does have an electronic governor now. It does have banks in the latest version. Um, Did you guys mention what version we used? No, you didn't. Firmware was four o four point two. 4.2, 4.2, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because there is a 5, and that, that has other features as well. Yeah, there is 5. You know, I bet we'll put this episode out and get yelled at by all the Beast X owners who love it, and it'll force us to figure out how to get 5 on what we have or borrow someone's with 5 and refly <laughs> it. So I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to bring up the fact there is some software and stuff that, you know, we just didn't look at. And, yeah. Um, you know, there are some little, I don't know that it gives you any more advanced tuning. I haven't, it's been a long time since I've looked at it. Um, I did just try to load it up, but I have had to have, you have to have the controller before it'll uh, fire up. And I have a controller here, but I'm not going to pull all the stuff out to get it connected. Um, to yeah. take a look at exactly what's in it. I might do that in the future, but um, it's available online. You can see what it is. Yeah. The other thing I'd say is, is uh, Shaggy, myself, and DePaulo did not stand there with each other and, 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 and coach each other on how to adjust it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, Shaggy was left to his own to do what he wanted to do with it and go do and go and go have fun. Um, mm-hmm. DePaulo was left to do his own thing. And I, I left myself to do my own thing because I, I really didn't want to, I didn't want to cloud our, our, our individual assessments of what we were doing. Right. It is a good little unit. If you don't know, anything and if if you don't know what you don't know then you don't know you got it yeah um you know when it came time to buy my daughters their first car i didn't go out and find them you know you know a fully loaded you know premium or limited edition you know you get a shit box you get it. You you get you get a basic car. I basically came down to a four cylinder engine. Uh, it had it had integration with a phone, so they could do hands free, and it had good safety ratings. That was pretty much it. <laughs> a Beast X, a Beast X is 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 a solid first unit. It is. It it's is. really solid. You know, uh, history has proven out that you know they put enough capacitance in it that it deals with a wide range of servos that are not kind to electrical systems. Oh yes. <laughs> um I will I will agree with that because yeah Rob 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 is experience or he he had a deal with me when it came to um when I first because I, I first ran BSTEX and switching a different gyro with extreme you know with uh cordless servos that are not high voltage but running high voltage and they drew a bunch of current. They drew enough to end that model's day. <laughs> Twice, mm. um, you know. So, 
and, and I'll tell you, a lot of us have fond fond memories of our first car, the freedom that it gave us, and such. Well, you know, uh, a Beast X is a great first, you know, great first controller. Um, for those who enjoy it, you know, keep on enjoying it. If you have questions, if there's something better out there, yeah, there is, and we'll get to it soon and test them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, Hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll fly beast X. It won't stop me. <laughs> so is that the summary is okay. I'll fly it. <laughs> I guess you could summarize it as that. I mean, <laughs> well, you're saying that it would be, it's a good place to start. If you're, you know, getting and start, you want something simple to get going. It'll carry you a long way, but once you get more advanced, you're probably going to want something that's a little more sophisticated in this case. Well, and I wouldn't even say what I'm getting out of it. Kind of, uh, I'll make, I, I would adjust that last point. If you have a question in your mind, if another gyro will, will earn your trust and confidence more, because it does more on the helicopter for you, mm-hmm. there are. I would agree with that. That kind of goes back to you don't know if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like the way the way the, the Beast X was was tucking its nose in a roll, and by by tucking its nose, what I mean is when you get about halfway through the roll and the helicopter is inverted. It, it pitches its nose up to up into the sky more, which stops the momentum of the roll of your of your you know if you're doing a fast forward flight and you do a roll, when it tucks its nose, it takes away the forward speed, and that is that is an issue for like F three C you know if you when you when in sportsmen you know uh, all of us have gone well all of you know all of us have flown sportsmen and some of us are flying sportsmen. There's an axial roll in there. And you, it's a fast forward flying axial roll. This, the Beast X, it wasn't getting rid of the tuck. It kept tucking its nose. Other controllers, other controllers know better. I just call that the Sours roll. You, uh, you no. have a tendency to add an elevator and rudder command. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it looks more like a half pure. These two, not as now anymore. Not anymore. Anyway, yeah, that's. It didn't display any dangerous tendencies. And, and I did notice what. What DePaulo noticed um, in Shaggy is that you know it could it could either act slow and get to its set point, or sometimes it would act fast and get and get started fast and slow down. It was it was neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I've talked too much. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I think. I don't know. You guys haven't gone a whole, whole or real deep into, you know, what each one of you did to get to where you got. I don't think we want to do that. You know what I mean? Um, um, I can I can tell you that Shaggy flew the defaults in sports mode. Um, in sport he, mode? He did. Wow. <laughs> He was doing pyro flips and pyro. Yeah, I pyro- forgot about that actually. He was doing pyro flips and pirouetting loops in sport mode. <laughs> I'm surprised. Like I, so you didn't increase anything D menu or anything to get the tail to hold in sport mode. I yeah. completely, I completely forgot that I was in sport mode. I forgot that there was that was that. It just it felt good and I ran with it. Um, no, there's 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 sport, advanced, expert, and then just direct transmitter control. Yeah, Shaggy just went out and did, you know, he set the tail gain so it held, and then he just went out and did his thing. 
Um, like I said, DePaulo got a hold of it and it, he was like, it's too slow. Um, and then that's when we push it to expert. Uh, you might have had a little, you might have found you had more control if you had gone there. Well, he pushed it to expert and it was close, uh-huh. but not very close. But the model still had its tendency to dip its rudder disc. Like it didn't have enough overhead to be able to deal with the physics of the model. And when I gave it eight degrees, all of a sudden, I actually had to slow down the cyclic rate on it. And, and when we got to expert, we already had to slow down the tail rate. And that's when we went mm-hmm. in. That's when that's when DePaulo and I both found that we needed to adjust uh, the AFR of the tail speed. And you did and that with the dial, right? We did that on the transmitter. On the tra- – oh, oh, wait, the AFR. Sorry. We did that in the transmitter to – Right, yeah. just using endpoints on radio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Fataba has endpoints, but within the endpoints, they also have what they refer to as the AFR menu, where you adjust um, you adjust how far the throws are actually going. Because mm-hmm. um, endpoints is endpoints is is how you make sure that it doesn't overthrow. More like an airplane control service. How endpoints how you make sure it doesn't overthrow. Once you've got it there, you can use AFR to work within your endpoints. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I just go and adjust in the AFR and that's when I slowed the cyclic down. I slowed the tail down. And so for like DePaulo and I, we didn't have tail whipping, but we had to slow the tail down. Um, and I would be but, really curious if you guys had gotten out of those modes and gone to transmitter mode. So your typical person that's going to get get this gyro and put it on their model, are they going to be going through every single thing to get the, you know, and see what it what what each mode does, or are they just going to stop once it feels good for their flying? And I believe it's even in the manual. It says that if you're not liking the way these feel, go to direct transmitter mode. But if what if I do like the way it feels? Well, then fly it that way. You know, then it stops there. Yeah, then fly it that way. Exactly. And that's where most people are going to be doing is they're going to stop soon mm. as it flies good. Yes, I might be able to see what, why would I, if it flies good, why would I want to, and that's how I fly. It's like, if I, if it feels like comfortable, I mm-hmm. like the way it flies. Why would I want to change anything else? Yes, I could experiment if I wanted to, but nine times out of ten, I'm just going to fly it like it is. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just – you're missing my point, I think, and you're thinking it a lot more – I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I, I just don't think that – But I, I think that this – I, I think you should have tried it in direct transfer, but I think you would have seen a difference. Does it matter that I put it in there and didn't see anything really different? Did you do that? Yeah, I tried it, and then it went butt f- fast, but the off-center still sucked. So you put it in direct transmitter mode on the Futaba? Yeah, and I had to turn down the endpoints a bit because, you know, that's what it says in the wiki. It's going right. to try to rotate it 400. So it went fast, but the off-center the stick feel was still ass. Yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't, but I don't think it would be the same. And you got to see, was it the same as it was when you had it in expert mode? I mean, it was slightly different, but it really wasn't that much better. It's just the speed was different. And the off-center speed. Like, I, I can see what it plays with, switching between the modes. It plays with your maximum mm-hmm. speed. Doesn't really play with Expo all that much, it seems like. It does play. Well, I think it does. Like, it changes the speed, but I didn't see Expo changing. Like, if I, when I slowly ramped the stick up, I didn't see a large difference in Expo feel. But it yeah, definitely somebody- messes with response. When somebody co- comes to me and they tell me they're flying to Beast X and they tell me they get a disconnected feel, like they feel like the helicopter, they move the stick and they have to wait a while or it, it's going in a direction. I can tell they deaden the shit out of it. Right. It's like the first thing you do is is take it, – it, I can almost always tell you that they've added Expo in their radio if that starts to happen on a Beast X. 
sure. and they've got it in one of those basic programming modes. If they've got it in direct radio mode, that won't ever happen because it's going to use whatever the radio tells it. I didn't. I didn't feel that it felt disconnected. I felt that no, it, it, that I would give it stick input, and it would. I would either rotate slowly and get to speed, which was kind of what I expected, or right. But you said you didn't give it expos, so you wouldn't. I wouldn't expect that you would see that. Yeah, and I mean, in Robert's radio, I zeroed out all the expos in the baby modes because it even says mm-hmm. to do that in the wiki. Right. Exactly. And I did it, and it flew like shit. So I put it in the yeah. TX mode because it says if you're a badass, go here. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm a badass. Let's see. Well, no, DePaulo. Well, I don't know where it says if you're a badass. I think it just says if you don't like these modes, move to this one for more. DePaulo, you, know. you read the wiki and then you handed me back the transmitter and said, Monty, is there any expo in this? And I said, no, let me check. Nope, there's not. Go, <laughs> go fly more. And I walked away. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, all right, well, it's got TX mode. Let's try this. And it was crazy All fast. Right, well, then I'm okay. Then I'm glad you did. I'm just that's that was my point the whole time. I was still not impressed with the off center. It still felt like there's a like they've got a bunch of feed forward tossed in there, and then it runs mm-hmm. face first into the control loop. And I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, it feels like I'm dealing with control software that's a decade old. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with any of that, guys. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about if you only use those modes. You have an expectation that we would go to direct transmitter mode. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not an expectation. Yeah. I would expect you to end up there. We didn't. Um, it was actually what I would have expected you to end up. It's okay. <laughs> no, I mean, that's all Think I Think about this up. for a second, Rich. Goddamn Shaggy was doing pirouetting loops and pyro flips in sport mode. Shaggy's happy with a dumpster with murder blades on it. He was happy as hell. I, was I like, get that. And he I also would... loves the shit out of a fireball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean. I approached it starting at square one and then slowly worked my way up through the settings. Because that's right. what the manual says to do. And if the manual right. says something else, then I personally lay that blame at the feet of the manufacturer for having a shitty manual. Honestly, I'm looking at the the manual right now for it, and it looks like all it really does is it turns off its own internal expo curves, and it, gi- and it gives you control of the speed. And that's it. Yeah. And if there's some yep. other secret sauce going on there, they don't talk about it, which is pretty typical German bullshit. <laughs> the thing is, is every one of these controllers we're going to go through has defaults that they oh. think are best to start with for their audience who yes. buys it. And you need to, yeah, you need to start there. I agree. And most of the guys who start with B-Stacks don't know what those settings are. As time goes along, they will learn them and they will probably find other modelers to help them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the end, you know, Every one of these controllers I know has defaults. We're going to start off with them, and mm-hmm. and if and if and if we get ourselves happy before we dig through all of them, so be it. Okay, um, I get that. I get you that. know that's as far as I'm going to take it. If you if if you the listener think we should have gone further, please send us an email. Tell us how we should have gone further. Um, you know, if 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 we get an overwhelming overwhelming majority i'm 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 game to put the controller back into the helicopter and revisit it yeah i, I think people understand our goal here is not to tell people how to tune each controller yes tune is not the is not the point it's um, not the point so just call out 
pros, cons, how long it took to get it in the air, and how many batteries it took to tune it till we were happy and flying. You know, happy, happy, happy with the happy flying. enough to fly with it. Yeah, yeah. All right. um, some of them we, you know, some of them like this one, we ran into a point that four batteries and there wasn't any else things to adjust to make me happier with it. Yeah. And it had, it had its, it had its personality. It, you know, you could, the, mm-hmm. the personality of the controller was evident because I've flown other controllers on this model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. You know, keep in mind, I also wasn't there listening to the conversations and seeing what you guys were doing and all that stuff. Well, there wasn't a lot of conversation to happen. I, I specifically walked away from Shaggy when he was flying. I did not want well, to coach him and, and something like, hey, you should land that. It's whipping or. Sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. I get you. No, that makes sense. Um, Just the same with Apollo. He called me back like, hey, is this thing got Expo in it? Like, no, <laughs> let me. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Let me look. No, it doesn't. Here you go. All right. All right. Good. We're good. Um, but no, I'm happy to revisit a controller if someone's got if someone's if someone's has evidence that there's a good reason we should. I'm not gonna stop what we're doing to do it. It'll go back in afterwards. Oh yeah, I hear you. I hear- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Cliff. Let's see how long it takes you to fit this one back up. Oh, I could get it now. I've got it saved in my transmitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cliff, you got any last thoughts on this? I don't have any other than uh really for the most part um for you know, for somebody that doesn't know anything at all, they're going out to the hobby store or wherever and buying their first helicopter. It is it's a decent little fly barless it's not terribly expensive it's easy to set up uh the manual's easy to read through uh it's got pretty little blinky lights i like that a whole lot um it 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 flies the helicopter it's the toyota camry of of first first cars the (laughs) honda civic you know yes it's got good resale, you know. It's 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 people, you know. They 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 do their job well, and uh, you know, there's there's plenty of videos of 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 great pilots doing amazing things with this controller, and and even between the three of us, uh, you know, watching watching us fly, Shaggy was doing. If you if you showed him that if you watched him fly it with a CGY and you watched him fly it with a Beast X, you wouldn't have known. That's cool. That says something. Yeah. Um. The difference was there, though. You, you and I, as pilots, know the difference. But you watch Shaggy fly it; you wouldn't have known the difference between the two controllers. If you watch me fly it, because of my skill level and my comfortableness, you could you could start to get a feeling that, like, yeah, he's not flying it how I've seen him fly it before. Um, yeah. In other news, my I got the main shaft replaced and everything put back together in the front. Um, but I do have a random shim remaining, so I guess I don't need it. <laughs> extra parts. You should always have extra parts left over at the end. <clears throat> oh, that's, yeah, that's awesome. always Cliff. That's always good when it's a head part. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you say it was just a shim? He did. Yeah, 0.5 mil. Nothing, nothing, oh. nothing important. 0.5 that's thick 
That's a half. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I think I had wait. I think I had one too many in before because I looked over all of it. I'm thinking this is right the way it is now. Did you replace the shaft? Yes. Close out. Close out. Who's doing the closeout? Uh, close out. Check out the Yellow Gray Heli Podcast, Freefall RC Podcast, the Heli Hit Show, Houdini RC Heli, Houdini RC Heli Podcast. Faster, faster, ah, you faster, can't even faster, read faster, it. Faster. <laughs> Keep going. Faster. That's all there are. Faster. Oh, on rerun, BK RC Podcast, Skids Up RC Heli Podcast, Inverted Down Under RC Heli Podcast, RC Heli Hooligans, Full Pitch RC Podcast, and the OGs RC Heli Nation. Version 2.0. <laughs> Please comment on iTunes or Podbeam. Help others find the show. If you have any questions, feel free to email us. Upcoming events we're attending? We have one. The Chill Out. I mean, that's, that's, it is one, but it is the one. Yeah. See the 2021 Heli Calendar, a spreadsheet in Google Drive. Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Scroll down your favorite podcast app and click the link for more details. Remember, we're on Discord. If we'd like to chat, if you'd like to chat with us or other heli buddies in real time, <laughs> search Telerotor. Find an invite on our heli- or Facebook page. Thank you to all the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You know, he's trying, but Cliff, you're fired. That's okay. I'm good for that. Hell no, dude. I'm going to hire him in place of me. <laughs> yeah, he likes to put his own words in there. That good. <laughs> Uh, Dude, I is, hope, is inverted I, down under? They're not on. They're not on rerun. Are they, they? Haven't put any new episodes out. I thought they had something new. Since like September or yeah, October last year. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that tells you how much I haven't paid attention, huh? Uh, I wonder. I hope. I hope COVID. Well, I don't. You know, I'm not sure. I. I it had been clear on the news that Australia had been pretty stringent with COVID requirements as far as distancing and not doing things. However, they're in the middle of their summer, yeah, and and so that could be another reason for their busyness. Uh, past that, I don't know, man. They ain't put anything out. Yeah, mm-hmm. last last episode was. Uh, so I was just looking to see when that last episode. See all episodes, September twenty sixth, twenty twenty, episode nine, old boys challenge. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I didn't realize that. No, never mind. Yeah. Ah, you know where I'm at tonight. That's all. That's all. Uh, and Skids Up hasn't put one out for a long time. I heard they recorded shows, yeah. but they're stuck somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we get Frank creaking that chair. Well, I said I said thank you to the listeners. Well, we didn't. Oh, I did. I read I it. Did. It's oh, you never. So, you to all the you, listeners. I'm Gucci. Then I'm gonna hit the stop recording button. No, no way, we gotta do what? our tags. Say goodbye we first. We gotta do our hashtags. Too old for cold. My transmitter flies. We don't the do space hashtags shuttle. here. We got this oh. huge old whack ass. We're too old for hashtags. Nonsense in here now. <laughs> well, I'm gonna hit the stop button, but that sounds like there's some drama stuff. Good night. night. Say good night. We'll see you guys later. Have a good night, one. Mike, see you next tight. week. See you at the chill out. Back brand hope. new blades. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode as we enjoyed taking the time to make them. 
If you have any questions regarding the show, such as future topics, events, or anything else, you can send us an email at telerotor at gmail.com or on Facebook, search Telerotor. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the field. Welcome to the bloopers for this episode. We recommend you listen to them in private as the audio is loud and the subject matter a bit sophomoric. Enjoy. There's not a lady lying in it there waiting for you? (laughs) Oh, you're going to make him blush. (laughs) Don't worry. The proto spent the day in my bed yesterday. Uh, Was it keeping you warm? No, I spent the day in my desk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was going to say something about the fat lady singing, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe that's the nickname for the protos. <laughs> the fat lady. <laughs> the fat lady. <laughs> oh, what did I, I used to do? I need I need that and some vinyl for the for the boom go around the tele rotor logo. <laughs> the fat lady. I'll cut it out my pink vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just do? Oh. Yeah, this is exactly how Dickers started. Uh. Close, close to it. Oh, I thought he was gonna say. I thought he was just gonna continue with "uh" as in like, oh, just like Biden. Uh, (laughs) Jesus, gonna have to edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, damn. Oh man. Um, So, hey, Shaggy, how you doing? Go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I finished eating. Screw off. I'm not sure if I'm not hearing a bunch of words in between, and then I just keep hearing all the bad words. That's what I'm guessing. Right, Cliff? Yes, sir. Yeah, he was really saying, I tried to take the motor or screw off, but... <laughs> but it didn't happen, so I yelled F- off at it. <laughs> it's an extra person. That's a rich. Yeah. Rich. The hell? Oh, why do I hear your zipper? <laughs> That's a big zipper. <laughs> In the vein of earlier, that's what she said. I really hope I don't hear a toilet flush in a moment. Did Rich butt dial us and he doesn't know it? No, I didn't butt dial you. I dialed you the right way. Hang on. <laughs> hey, DePaulo. Yo. Shaggy is like uh, the old nickname for Nick Maxwell, Nick Crashwell. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is that is what it is. There's my change your mind. There's my change my mind uh, retort for you. He's not. Sh- he's not that first name you gave. He's 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 the new Nick Crashwell. Nick Crashwell. <laughs> was that really Nick's la- cr- name at some point? There was a period where he was smashing like a G every time he went anywhere in. Probably well, I wasn't smashing a G, but yes, there there was a time period for roughly a year where every event he went to, he smashed the helic.